That was Detroit Mayor Mike Duggan delivering his State of the City address yesterday over on the east side, saying that he is fighting for those people who have stayed here in the city of Detroit. This is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. And as always, thanks for tuning in. There were a lot of expectations about what the mayor might talk about last night, uh, maybe fewer than in past years when there were some crises sort of on his agenda that he might have to address. It was an exciting speech, an interesting speech nonetheless, though, with lots of talk about neighborhoods, about development, about schools and children. Uh, he had on a lot of different things. Joining us now to talk more about the mayor's speech uh, and what we make of it is Luther Keith. He is the executive director of Arise Detroit. That's an acronym for Activating Resources and Inspiring Service and Empowerment. It's a wonderful group that works with neighborhoods all over the city of Detroit. Luther, welcome back to Detroit Today. Glad to be here. Yes. Thank you, Stephen. Also with us is Brandon Hunter. He's a journalist who writes for the Michigan Chronicle. Brandon, welcome to Detroit Today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right. So, Luther, um, let's talk about the mayor's speech and just get your thumbnail reaction to what he said. Uh, was this uh, what you were expecting to hear? From well, pretty much it was a, it was a greatest hits uh, type of uh, <laughs> uh, speech, if you will, which you really couldn't fault. I mean, I, I couldn't say I disagreed with anything he said. I, think, I don't think most people can because how can you get, disagree with more opportunity, uh, giving people a chance, uh, providing jobs, cutting crime, uh, working with kids, uh, help uh, keeping the people who have always been here, uh, looking out for their interests. So on that level, I think there really is not a lot on my basis to criticize. I think it was pretty uplifting uh, from that standpoint. Now, we can move on. There are probably things that he didn't say that some folks wanted him to say, <laughs> and that's where the criticism will come. But I think on 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 whole, uh, is very uplifting, and it would give people hope, in fact, if all of these uh, declarations, in fact, become reality. Yeah. Uh, Brandon Hunter, what was your reaction to the mayor's speech? Uh, like, like, like Luther said, if you look at any of his slideshow, he's going to point out the good things that's happened in Detroit. He talked about um, home ownership, city services, uh, schools, uh, fighting crime, fight, fighting blight in the city. So obviously, you know, he didn't really point out anything bad, but he's definitely <laughs> going to show you what's good, good happening in the city. Yeah. Uh, what, what are some of the things that, that, Luther, you were watching the speech thinking, well, he could talk about these other things that maybe aren't going as well as what well, he is talking about? he did touch on the, the whole demolition thing, and which is which has kind of been a burr for him, uh, and he's acknowledged that to some degree, and there's various uh, probes, various kinds of still examining that. So I think that's something that well-intentioned that has— had a few missteps along the way. I think also, too, the whole issue of, uh, again, he touched on housing, but foreclosures, uh, water shutoffs. Uh, I think that um, there is a undercurrent or sub, I don't like the word subculture, but a strong feeling uh, among people who are feel victimized by uh, foreclosures, by water shutoffs, <clears throat> by uh, those quality of life things that they seem shut out of or not or were deprived of. And um, I think you really need to address that. I think he has done that. His speech did not dwell on that. But I think there's still people, and quite frankly, uh, 
this has been a great week for the mayor. Like, I mean, we had how many announcements have we had about this training pro, training right. centers and yeah. summer jobs for kids and all those things? And again, but I think there's still a great impatience because people, I said before, like flashy, loud things. They like big announcements <laughs> about developments. And so, um, if you don't have those necessarily about neighborhoods, or they don't doesn't resonate the same way. But I think that the mayor, quite frankly, is he's doing he's got a good sense of people in the neighborhoods are tired and they want to be part of this great change. And it's happening, but you can't make it all happen at once. And, and just that frustration, I think, and I think, too, that I know in some respects, uh, like our uh, 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 national politics, you know, you have never Trumpites, I think you, you have <laughs> never Duganites, sure. people like that. But I do think that you, that anger, if you will, is all passion for a great city. And I think if the mayor can find a way to address that and reach out to those folks who make the most noise, who are the angriest at the meetings, listen to them. Because if you get them, that passion becomes support for your program. That's that's passion because they care about the city just like you do. And so I think if you listen and you respond, that you'll find some great allies for what you're going to do. So, So, Brandon, that clip we played at the beginning of the segment I, th- I think he was trying to address the fears that a lot of people have that the things that are changing in the city, the things that are changing for the better are leaving a lot of folks behind and that they won't be part of this, quote unquote, new Detroit uh, that we see uh, that we see emerging. Did, did you find that part of the speech compelling or believable? And what do you hear from people in the city about about that question. No, we were talking about this in the green room. I mean, you can tell people everything you want. It doesn't matter. We want to see action. Uh, we were talking about um, downtown and midtown development, and, and they're picking certain corridors. So if you're picking to um, redo West Village, what about the people in East Village where I'm from? We want to see our schools getting better. We want to see development over there, our homes getting better. That's what we want to see. People want to see action, not just words. And, yes, people do feel left out. It's the, the certain term. What about me? What about us? We see some development going over here. We see money going in this neighborhood. What about my neighborhood? Do you care about my neighborhood? Yeah. Go ahead, Logan. I was just saying, I, I would imagine if, if from the mayor's standpoint, and it's, sometimes it can be very frustrating because – like a speech last night, he said, look, I'm doing all this stuff. Haven't you been paying attention? But I just think that, again, that, that tells you how deep that uh, distrust is and how to, you know, to, to, to win those people to your side. You have to really be proactive and, and, and not take anything for granted. And, uh, and, and everybody here is worth saving. Everybody here is worth saving. And if we take that kind of attitude, because all of us, basically, all people, decent thinking people, want the same thing. I mean, we shouldn't be like you. I am not the enemy. You are not the enemy. So how can we work, make this thing work together? I think uh, at the risk of being editorialized, that's one of the things that Arise Detroit we've been able to do is that, you know, it's not about us against them. It's us against what's keeping us moving forward as a community. Yeah. Uh, this is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and my guests are Luther Keith, the executive director of Arise Detroit. Also with us is Brandon Hunter. He's a journalist. He writes for the Michigan Chronicle. We're talking about Detroit Mayor Mike Duggan's address to the city last night, his State of the City address. He talked about a lot of things that he has accomplished in the five years that he's been mayor. He talked about a lot of things that are coming, some really big announcements that have uh, unfolded over the last few weeks here in Detroit. Uh, But is he connecting with those Detroiters who need help the most, who need investment, who need opportunity, who need 
cleanup in their neighborhoods who need access to education? Uh, is he doing enough to make their lives better? Uh, is he doing enough to make them believe that he's working on their behalf? Uh, if you want to join the conversation, give us a call and tell us what your reaction was to the mayor's speech last night. Uh, tell us whether you think Detroit is headed in the right direction uh, and whether you think Mike Duggan is the person pushing it in that direction. Uh, also talk about what needs to be done to make sure that all Detroiters are feeling this comeback that we see uh, in some parts of the city, uh, downtown and midtown for sure, but we also see it in some neighborhoods now. Uh, but there's a lot of the city that is being left out of that. I also want to uh, hear from folks who, of course, live in the city and neighborhoods. Uh, tell us what's going on around you. Tell us what you see uh, in terms of the state of the city and the things that are changing. But I also want to hear from people outside the city. If you watched the speech what impression did you get of Detroit? Do you get the sense that things are getting better here? Are they getting better in a way that might attract you to move back to Detroit or to move into the city for the first time? As always, the number on the phones is 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there. Or you can go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today and we'll work you into the conversation. Uh, before we get to the phones, I want to talk about uh, two of the the, the the big proposals that the mayor talked about last night. One is this new auto plant that's going to be built in, uh, at Chrysler Jefferson, um, a big add-on to that. The other is this training center, uh, which is actually going to be built in the neighborhood where I was born and where uh, I own a, a nonprofit, operate a nonprofit that's already working on making the, the quality of life better for people in that neighborhood. Uh, I think the training center is one of the biggest announcements we've ever had here in the city of Detroit. And and the reason is it's not just development. It's not just taking uh, an empty site and reactivating it and providing jobs. It is a place of opportunity. It is a place that will make it better or easier for Detroiters to get to, to, to a better economic uh, status. Uh, when he talked about that last night, he got he got a fair amount of applause. There was a press conference the day before, uh, and he got some attention for that. But I guess I've been just a little surprised that people are not more excited about something like that, which I think is about fundamental change, uh, even more so than the new Chrysler plant, you know, $4 billion or whatever it is they're going to spend over there. That's a lot. Uh, but what they're doing at this training center is transformative. I, I truly agree because, again, um, you're, you're transforming people's lives when they're, you know, above me on the job. As you know, one of the um, nagging issues at development in Detroit, and I think uh, the Little Caesars uh, project in has been part of this is that finding enough skilled Detroiters to do the job. And that's been an ongoing problem. And this is a real way to address that. And it may take a little longer to see the returns on it, but what you really do is setting up people for the rest of their lives so they can take care of themselves, so they can take care of their families, uh, own houses in Detroit. So I, I think this training center, the impact of it, if it's executed the way it has been outlined, uh, has tremendous potential and the question will be how long before we see it. But as I read about it, I understand the people are going to be paid uh, in the process of the training process so, and hit the jobs, too. So I think it's going to pay some business. It may take a while to see the full impact of it. But I think these are the kind of things that puts 
the city on the road to stability, when you're growing people with skills? Because one of the concerns, even with the, the new uh, auto assembly plant, I mean, how many of those jobs will actually be by Detroiters? Sure. Because that's always the issue. Yeah, that's great. How many will be from Detroit? How many from Detroit? And that's the whole issue with development in general in Detroit. Okay, that's great. What about Detroit? Piece of it. So I think the train center has tremendous potential to, to have that kind of impact. Yeah. Yeah. Brandon? I actually, actually had an interest in carpentry. You used to go to school for it. So I know the benefits. Is that right? Yes, I know the benefits <laughs> it has. Um, you know, people see development around the city. They want to know how can I be a part of it. Now, I may not be able to be the investor or developer, but I can help build it. So you can get the Detroit these jobs and train them to be a part of Detroit in that way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, again, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. Let's go to Chase in Detroit. Chase, what's on your mind? Morning. So hey. I just wanted to make a quick comment. I think that oftentimes we struggle in Detroit and not not just Detroit, but in struggling cities uh, around the U.S. with the idea that things can get incrementally better, but things can still be really, really bad. And I think with the media, with government, oftentimes when we hear one side or the other, we're not living in that gray space, um, which is really difficult to do, but that when we have these conversations, that we really need to try hard to understand that those two things can exist together. Yeah. Uh, that, I mean, I think that's a really important concept. Uh, how well do you, how well do you uh, think we're doing with that, though, in Detroit right now? And, and, and by that, I guess I mean, um, is there real progress uh, to, to match the problems that we still have? And, and should we be more cognizant of that? Uh, uh, or is it that we should be more focused on the fact that there are still problems that we've had for a really long time, and on some of them, we're not seeing enough progress. Well, if I can respond to that, Steve, yeah, go ahead. I think we can't afford to take the foot off the gas pedal at all. We have tremendous problems. Let's, let's be honest. Uh, look at all the indexes. Detroit is still struggling in a lot of areas. A lot of people are struggling. Yes, we have made progress. We are making progress. We aren't where we were, but we sure aren't where we need to be. So uh, in terms of the caller, I totally agree that we can't afford to rest on our lawyers. There's too much work to be done. We cannot afford to sit around and pat ourselves on the back. People call a rise. I have seniors calling me whose houses are falling apart crying because they have no way to get help. I mean, there's real need in this city. So, no, we need to magnify what we're doing for all the great things that are done and that the mayor said, and we can applaud them. And I'm sure the mayor will be the first to agree. We have so much more to do. My own call for this is for everybody out there with this listening audience, what role can you play? Because one of the things when we all talk about the mayor's speech or the president's speech or the governor's speech, like like it's a great savior coming to save us. Well, we all have to do our part, too. We just can't say, look at what the mayor hasn't done. We have to step up. And if he, does what, if he does what he's supposed to do and we do what we're supposed to, then we can arrive at a place where I think we can all feel good about things. Yeah. I, I think it's true that if you're working in a Detroit neighborhood and working with Detroiters uh, who live in those neighborhoods, you see this really differently. I mean, you do see up close the kind of challenges that people have and the the frustrating pace of change for people like that. Um, I mean, we see it over at the Tuxedo Project all the time. Uh, I, I know you see it, Luther, uh, with, with all of the different neighborhoods you work with. And, and I think what Chase is saying is, you know, keep that Keep that front of mind, right? But but don't ignore the other things either. And that is a very difficult dichotomy. I it think, is. To it maintain. is. At, at, at times, Steve, and this is back times in the rise of Detroit for all we've done and all the. And I have, you know, the rise of Detroit is really Detroit people. 
And I sometimes, after all, you know, we do great things, and I would drive through some neighborhoods, and I would look at them, and I would want to cry. I want to cry because for everything we're doing, you know, we still have so much that needs to be done. And what is it going to take? And the only answer is this, and I'll end with this. The only answer is, you know, not to give up. You cannot give up because if you give up, nothing happens. And I think that spirit uh, will hopefully will sustain Detroit. And that's what I've seen in neighborhoods all over the city. Yeah. Brandon? To, be, to piggyback off that, you know, we, the, the mayor talked about it last night. We've done so much, but we still have so far to go. Um, employment has went down, but we're still one of the most um, unemployed cities in the, world, in the, in the country. Uh, crime has went down, but we're still one of the most dangerous cities in the country. Um, talking about uh, poverty, we're still one of the most... Poverty is, is written here in, in Detroit, you know, so we've, we've come a long way, but it's still a long way to go. Yeah, there's a lot of work. Okay, Chase, I appreciate the call and the comments. Let's go to Carlton in Detroit. Carlton, what's on your mind? Hi, good morning. Mm-hmm. Good. Um, I'm going to do my best to try to make this short and sweet. Um, I just came back from Kalamazoo, Michigan, out from school to Detroit. I've been back here over about a year, and I'm only 24 years old. And so while I was gone studying psychology and other things, I came to understand that we, not just in Detroit, but mainly since we're talking about Detroit, we have to focus on our health, you know, our education, and then our capital. And seeing that a lot of people in Detroit don't really, you know, have their own confidence or the mental capacity to even understand, hey, you know, even if you work a part-time job, you can still buy you some liquor. You can still get you some alcohol. You know, do whatever vices you may. But Detroit, once again, I'm young. But from what I've realized, Detroit has been unplugged from the normal United States society. Um, And what I mean by that is, like they say, the unemployment rate was wild. And by you you being so unemployed, then you're just used to your own doing. You don't want to be collectively helping people. And um, I do believe that everybody can be saved, like one of the speakers was saying, but we can't stop until we get it right. Hmm. So it does start off from, you know, the health standpoint, but the mental health standpoint, the poverty level, the, the uh, you know, seeing abandoned houses, trash everywhere. I was paying homeless people $20 just to hmm. clean up a particular yard. So hmm. it is going to be from, you know, the entire city doing it because Detroit, I'm glad to say, is a get-it-how-you-live city, which means that if you want to do good, you got to keep striving to do good until you get it right. Yeah. If you want to be in poverty, you can do that. Yeah. Uh, Carlton, I really appreciate the call uh, and the comments. Uh, really great perspective on what is going on here in the city. Okay, uh, Luther Keith, Executive Director of Arise Detroit, and Brandon Hunter, journalist with the Michigan Chronicle. Great to have both of you here on Detroit Today. Thank you. Thank you, Stephen. Up next, uh, we're going to talk about Documenters, a collaborative project that's aimed at empowering Detroiters through teaching them how to report on public meetings. Stay with us on Detroit Today. 